Ross, guess what? What? I'm still engaged. I knew that. I know. I just, I, I had gone so long without talking about it. Anyways, whoa. Welcome to uh, Trivia Escape Pod. We are broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Uh, I'm your engaged host, Julius Lawrenson. And I'm your very married host, Ross White. <laughs> it's February 4th, 2020. 2020. I don't even know how to say this year anymore. And we're searching for a hospitable planet. But in the meantime, we have trivia questions about novels, Disney, number one hits, Arthur Miller and video games. One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> as well as a cat pun movie round. Is it that one? Is that the one that doesn't belong? Uh, No, that one very much belongs. You're right. If you yeah. listen to this podcast, that tracks. That's a straight up Spock move. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be asking these trivia questions in four whole rounds to test knowledge and creative thinking. And if you guys want to play along, see if you can beat our guest this week, go ahead and tweet us your scores. I will apologize in advance for this intro song. Y'all got to brace yourselves. It's a ride. It's, it's a treat. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not apologizing because of the quality of the song. I'm apologizing because you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, you can dance, you can dance, having the time of your life. Ooh, see that Ross, watch that Jules trivia escape pod. Da ding, da ding, da ding. It's the da ding, da ding, da ding. I don't know what's the best part, but that's a close contender. Longtime listeners of the podcast will recognize our old friend Dr. Spin. I'm I'm so glad he's back. I'm so glad. He makes life worth living. Uh, so now not only is he uh the only intro song that we have played twice, because uh, we played we played his very first intro song last week, but I think that spurred him back into the the Mazda recording studio. Uh so yeah, that's Dancing Trivia Queen. He is truly the MVP of this he, podcast. He might. It's sort of sad that the funniest person on the podcast is not us. Is not, <laughs> is, is not on the podcast. Uh, Doctor Spin, thank you. And friends, if you think that you can unseat the amazing Doctor Spin as a, an intro music writer, please send us your intro song. You don't have to do it a cappella, but you can. You can email us at triviaescapepod at gmail.com. Send that along, dear Lord. Julia, this week I am all I'm like red and scratched up all over and I still really itch. Okay, you are too, because same, and this is really awful. Cause like I'm I'm all leg and all of my leg is itchy. We spend six days a week in our stasis beds, and part of me is like, what what could engineer Rachel, the prankster below decks, have done to make us so itchy? And I clearly was like gouging at my flesh as we slept in those stasis beds because, man, I am just I am as itchy as possible and I'm all tore up. Also, zero gravity is not the best place to be scratching yourself because like the blood is now floating and there's just like little little droplets floating from where you scratched yourself yeah i'm and i worry because spock's behavior is so bad i'm a worry he'll be up here like pac-man just like nah, nah. that and addition to his smell he's oh god he smells awful today listeners uh our cat <laughs> is so vile <laughs> truly disgusting he is not even currently in our part of the pod and all we smell oh is but he him. left a little something yeah he did it's gross <laughs> it's so gross um also i'm looking at my stasis bed and there's something like weirdly powdery here is this anthrax i thought you were doing some sleep cocaine I've been known to do sleep cocaine. It's 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 much different hitting than regular cocaine. It is very different. In fact, it is uh, pretty much the opposite of the reason you would do cocaine. Oh, there's some in my bed, too. Was I doing sleep cocaine? No, this is itching powder. Oh, did Engineer Rachel put itching powder in our stasis bed? She must have. What a jerk. But my next question is, did Spock roll in this? Oh, God. Spock <laughs> rolled in something. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> uh, Ross, while we're 
scratching violently. It looks like we have something on the radar. It surely does. It looks like maybe it's another escape pod. Well, I'm going to perform the docking maneuver. I'll analyze the passenger manifest, and it says that we've encountered this one before. Huh. Is that a, a familiar life signature? Well, let me go ahead and open the airlock. <laughs> Our guest today is only our second return guest ever. She is the co-host of the Why Am I Watching This podcast on the But Why Though podcast network. And she's a writer, a critic. Please welcome Lizzie Garcia. Hello. Hi, Lizzie. I am. Couldn't get enough of us, huh? I know. (laughs) I missed it. How have you been? How have you been uh, floating in space? Um, I've been doing well. I I just I had trivia questions in my brain and and I felt like I I had to I had to come back. You sought us out to right. get the the itch scratched that we are also performing because uh, we've been diagnosed with itching powder. Right. I don't want that. I just <laughs> do do not touch us. You yeah. may answer our questions, but do not touch us. Okay. And if Spock tries to get love, you want no part of that. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, There's a lot happening that um, I, I'm just here for the trivia. I don't, I don't want the itching. I don't want the smelling. Well, we're kind of a package deal in this. Oh, okay. This is our grossest episode. <laughs> there's, there's blood flying around. Can you imagine there's... we named our episodes like Friends episodes, like the one where or something, and this is just the gross episode? I, the yeah. one where they're gross. <laughs> I think you just named this episode. <laughs> Lizzie, you are the host of the Why Am I Watching This podcast. Last time we saw you, uh, you and Ash had been reviewing some some real clunkers <laughs> along the way. Uh, so tell us a little bit about some of the best bad watches that you've had recently. Um, <laughs> I think the worst thing we watched recently, uh, prior to the new year, so the last thing we watched of 2019, to end 2019 was Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, uh, which follows a donkey that helped Mary get to Bethlehem, but also features the donkey getting beat up. So it is a children's movie, and it does... It's a classic Christmas tale. Right, it takes place in the uh, Christmas claymation cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was a whole cinematic it's universe. It's the same. Nestor is in the same universe as Rudolph. So the Abominable Snowman is also in Nestor's Correct. universe? It's this. I mean, everybody was like, oh, Marvel did the greatest crossovers of all time. <laughs> False. <laughs> they took it from the Christmas Claymation Cinematic Universe. I don't know if that's the name. That is the name that I gave it. That's right. We got the hot takes. And I think also, wasn't Tom Cruise's mummy in part <laughs> yes, of that universe? Yes, yes. <laughs> The Invisible Man. He's yet to be seen, but I think he is there. I, uh, I am looking up pictures of Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey, right now, and just the pictures alone look like a fever dream. So, whenever Nestor cries, he only cries out of one eye, so he only cries thug tears. And f- I think it's because they couldn't get the claymation to cr- like cry the two eyes, but he just looks like he cries thug tears. Why is the promo picture of him crying? Like, shouldn't it be a happy yay Christmas? No, no it's just no. him looking no, sad no. and crying. No, no, it fits. It The marketing fits the film. <laughs> but now, Lizzie, I understand that Nestor has quite a following um, on Twitter. Yes. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> he has a, a follower on Twitter and they were not happy with my judgment of Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey, to be frank. Um, so I I don't. I don't think that person likes me, but they do like Nestor. So that's exciting for Nestor. So I guess Nestor is now even. He has someone in the world has to like him. Someone has to like him. Um, other than that, we watched Final Fantasy Advent Children, which was interesting. Is that the one that's sort of Uncanny Valley animation? It's kind of just very, it's like watching a video game cutscene the whole time. Um, I don't, it's, it's. It's like slightly better than a PlayStation 3 graphic. So it's it's not next gen so by any blockbuster right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um my favorite part of that was I take notes on my podcast. So I needed to watch it in English and it's not available online in English, so I had to actually physically buy the Blu-ray. Yep. 
and I realized that the English version is the complete edition. So I had an extra 35 minutes that my co-host did not. <laughs> oh, Yay, boy. you. So I educated her on some additional scenes <laughs> that she was very confused about. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Was it like an extended ending or was it just like intermittent? No, it's in the middle. <laughs> It is in the middle of the movie. Wow, that's even worse. She, I was literally, during the episode, I was talking about it. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, yes, just to remind you, uh, I had 35 more minutes of movie. <laughs> She's so, like, great. So 35 completely unnecessary minutes. <laughs> Actually, it was necessary. My movie made a lot more sense. <laughs> Her movie made a lot less sense. Still not a lot of sense, but slightly more sense. All right. I'm but, just but not like more a, and more questions on this. They weren't like explaining banking regulations in those 35 <sighs> minutes. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, we did watch The Mandalorian. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, that also did not explain banking regulations. It really didn't. I was very sad about that. Right. I really thought the Werner Herzog character would eventually just be like, and now we are going to carry the one. <laughs> Can someone teach me banking regulations? Because I got no clue. I will say my favorite part of the Mandalorian episode we did is, of course, in that at one point he's paid with what I called squid money. And then I was then told that that is the money of Admiral Akbar's people who are Mon Calamari. Yeah, so squid. And squid I was money. like, Calamari, so squid. Well, that about broke my co host. So. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars stands do not like to admit that Admiral Akbar is a, squi is a squid. I was like, I, I think my exact quote was, you can put marinara sauce on calamari, it's still calamari. So you can put the mon in front of whatever you want. It's still calamari. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you if you listen to that, you can look forward to me destroying Star Wars yet again. <laughs> Boy, this is, this the is your favorite time. pastime. Excited. Second time I've done it. Well, I just uh, want more Werner Herzog in the Star Wars universe. Yes. I just think, man, let him play all the characters from now on. Like the Nutty Professor, but with like a Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> that yes. would be amazing. <laughs> uh, Lizzie, are you ready to rehear our rules just to recap? Yes, just in case. All right. So we have a pen and paper right there for you. And we are going to ask you some trivia questions. Now, our intelligence scanners, as you know, will give you points for correct answers, but it's also an asshole. So it'll give you points for answers that are so funny that it makes us laugh. So we'll ask the questions in a round to all in a row to give the listeners time to think about their own answers so they can play along with us. And then we'll check in with you to see how you did. Sound clear? Yes. Excelente. Round one is our general knowledge round. Lizzie, question number one is worth 50 points. Who was the last Republican or Democrat to be the party's nominee, lose the election, get the nomination again in a future year, and then win the presidency? The second time he was nominated and ran. Is it me? It is Julius. Great. All right. So, well. I spoiled I, it. I guess uh, you'll get an instant 50 points just by saying Julius Orenson. Nothing will ever beat one of our early episodes when I was like, what do angels dance on? The head of a pin. Like, I just read the answer as part of the question. <laughs> Because my brain just it's, collectively grouped it. It's not like we haven't all done that. I know, but I just point. love how confident I said. I was like, the head of a pin. Shit. <laughs> okay, number two. I'll name three actors who have held a certain role. You name the role that they've all shared. 2A, uh, Christian Bale, Adam West, and Val Kilmer. 2B, Johnny Weissmuller, Miles O'Keefe. And Alexander Skarsgård, 2C, George Burns, Morgan Freeman, and Alanis Morissette, 2D, Tim Allen, Ed Asner, and Richard Attenborough, and 2E is Alex Baldwin, John Krasinski, and Harrison Ford. Is it Alex Baldwin or Alex? It's Alec Baldwin. Alec. Ah, that is... Our AI is wrong. On I only that. the only reason I remember that is from Team America World Police when <laughs> Kim Jong Il is walking around saying Alec Baldwin's name. <laughs> That's not offensive at all. Number three, Lizzie. I'll tell you the origin of a cut of meat. You tell me its name. I would just think that the clue would always be cow. That's where the cut, but apparently not. So I saw an ad this morning for beef. Like the ad itself was just for beef. 
And I didn't realize that meats had ads. Oh, yeah. The beef farmers of America are like, yeah, we got to advertise this product. Because apparently in America, there's not enough red meat being consumed. It's because they feel like the market for vegan and plant-based products is like feeding into their market. The Beyond Burger is killing cows. I just don't feel terrified. The irony of that statement. (laughs) I know. Exactly. It felt weird coming out of my mouth. (laughs) All right. So 3A this steak is said to have taken its name from a Manhattan restaurant or a Georgia hotel. 3B, it's French for, quote, dainty filet. And 3C, this cut hangs from the diaphragm between the rib and loin of the steer. When I was uh, practicing these questions with one of my friends earlier, just playing around with it, when I said the French for dainty filet, he was like, oh, that's my stripper name now. Oh. He's like, I'm taking that. Yeah, right on. I hate the term loin of the steer. Y- yeah, Does not make me a happy Sounds really happy graphic yeah. of the grundle. Number four, referring to an F-16 or F-22, what does the F stand for? And it's not following. It's just not following? No. Number five, I'll give you a line from a book. You have to tell me who wrote that book. <laughs> All right, 5A, there's not been a dire wolf sighted south of the wall in 200 years. Dr. Seuss. Yes, that's correct. Yes. 5B, stay gold, pony boy. Oh, yeah, Lizzie's got the (laughs) flash of recognition all over her face. 5C, isn't it pretty to think so? Which is really the best answer you can give to almost anything. If somebody's like, are you going to do the dishes later? Isn't it pretty <laughs> to think so? I literally just quoted this person. And 5D, let the wild rumpus start. The start to any orgy. <laughs> God. <laughs> Come on, tell me that wouldn't be lit. <laughs> oh, and uh, number six, while well, we pretend I'm not disgusting, uh, number six, which athlete has won the most gold medals in Olympic history? I want to roll back. The first line of any orgy is between the rib and loin of the steer. <laughs> that's that's always how an orgy starts. Or it starts with the buffet, like always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Frank, why are there why is there chicken tenders at a goddamn orgy? <laughs> All right, Lizzie, let's check in on your answers. Number one, who was the last Republican or Democrat to be the party's nominee, lose the election, get the nomination again in a future year, and then win the presidency? I think it was Biden. Oh, it's isn't it pretty to think so? Isn't it pretty to think so? <laughs> he hasn't won the presidency yet, though. Oh, won the presidency. I misunderstood that question. I just heard get the nomination. Quite all right. Do you want to take another stab at it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Richard Nixon lost in 1960, but then won in 1968. So he was Rose the Republican Nixon. nominee okay. twice, but it sure would be nice if... Although I guess, did Biden have the... No-? no, he's never had the nomination before. No, because he was VP before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Number two, I named three actors who have all shared a certain role. You had to name the role. 2A is Christian Bale, Adam West, and Val Kilmer. I got this one right. That's Batman. Dun, 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 dun. Heck yeah. That's... 2B is Johnny Weissmuller, Miles O'Keefe, and Alexander Skarsgård. Pennywise? See, everyone thinks it was Pennywise, <laughs> I know but it it's the wrong Skarsgård. I know it wasn't. <laughs> they have all played Tarzan. Oh, <laughs> that weird Tarzan movie. Yep, that one. It was. 3C <laughs> is George Burns, Morgan Freeman, and Alanis Morissette. God? That yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Alanis Morissette was the Good Omens God, right? She was God in the Kevin Smith movie Dogma. I just got that. That is not what I wrote down. I just want everybody to What know did that. you write down? Princess Peach. Because <laughs> I didn't know the answer, and then it came to me. Morgan Freeman would be an amazing <laughs> Princess, Princess Peach. I would pay good money to see that. I so would, too. 2D is Tim Allen, Ed Asner, and Richard Attenborough. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> That's Santa Claus. Oh, that makes sense. And 2E, Alec Baldwin, John Krasinski, and Harrison Ford. Han Solo. Jack Ryan. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Number three, I'll tell you the origin of a cut of meat. You tell me its name. This question is bananas. How, how is this even a question? I, I feel so uncomfortable reading it, honestly. Oh, no, man. 
3A, this steak is said to have taken its name from a Manhattan restaurant or a Georgia hotel. T-bone? Porterhouse is the correct okay. answer there. 3B, it's French for dainty filet. <laughs> filet? Filet mignon. Filet mignon. Yeah, is what we were okay. looking for. And 3C, this cut hangs from the diaphragm between Ugh. the rib and loin of the steer. I really hate that. It's the steak orgy. Uh, ribeye? The hanger steak. Okay, because yeah. it literally hangs. It literally hangs. Yeah. Red meat usually makes me sick, so I don't eat a lot of it. Fair enough. <laughs> also, why would anyone know Any the answers to these questions? I've never even seen hanger steak offered at a restaurant. Is there a good reason for that? I don't think that's a good cut of meat. It's I think not. that's I think that's like ground beef. Oh, maybe. All right, number four, when referring to an F-16 or an F-22, what does the F stand for? Fighter? Yeah. Okay. Number five, I'll give you a line from a book. You tell me who wrote the book. 5A, there's not been a dire wolf sighted south of the wall in 200 years. Uh, Game of Thrones man, J.R. Martin. You, we can take that. It's George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> okay. But J.R. Martin was his childhood nickname. <laughs> Because people were like, you don't need the second R, George. So he's, we're just. He's Gur Martin. <laughs> I actually wrote Gur Martin. <laughs> oh, you I did. That's right, then. Yeah, you totally know what it was. But that's right. Okay, great. <laughs> 5B, stay gold, pony boy. S.C. Hinton? That is correct. 5C, isn't it pretty to think so? Uh, Ernest Hemingway. That correct. is correct. And 5D, let the wild rumpus start. Dr. Seuss. Maury Sendak. So, you, yeah, you were in the right neighborhood because it is a child's book. That is from the Where the Wild Things yeah, Are, right? Yeah, I knew that. I just didn't know who wrote it. Mm -hmm. And lastly, number six, which athlete has won the most gold medals in Olympic history? I don't remember his name, but he's the white boy who swims. I mean, that's correct. That, you've described his whole personality, so <laughs> that's done. Michael Phelps is his name, but okay. you, I think he's still got 25 points. <laughs> yeah, on sorry. I was, I was tallying the half points. <laughs> Or, I mean, the computer was tallying. Yeah, of course, the computer does all the math aboard the ship. <laughs> Julia, what does the computer tell you that Lizzie's score is after one round? Beep, boop, beep. It <laughs> says 325. I will accept that. <laughs> round two, Lizzie, is a Disney round. So I'm sorry we've put you in such unfamiliar territory. <laughs> However, will I survive? Question number one, what Disney movie received the first ever Oscar nomination in the company's entire history? Which, honestly, this was a surprise to me. I didn't realize that they hadn't been racking up Oscars like forever. It's nomination, not Oscar. It's nomination, yeah. But, you know, for a lot of years, people were like, that's just a cartoon company. Mm -hmm. Boo on that. Number two, I'll name a Disney role and you tell me the celebrity who voiced them. 2A is Jane from Tarzan, not Alexander Skarsgård. 2B, Sully in Monsters, Inc. 2C, Cusco in The Emperor's New Groove, the best Disney princess. 2D, Rapunzel in Tangled, my favorite Disney princess. I'd really like to unpack that whole Cusco comment just now. Oh my god, there's like- not wrong. Oh, yeah, there's like this whole Twitter thing of how Cusco technically counts as a Disney princess because he rules his land. All right. <laughs> sure, why not? It was, it was an argument that made sense, and I, I, I stand it. <laughs> I have to admit, I just saw The Emperor's New Groove for the first time this year, and I was not paying maybe 1,000% attention. You should watch, watch it again because I know. it's so good. It was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm a curmudgeonly when it comes to animation. But, but I don't it, know what that's like. Me neither. <laughs> she says, Lizzie, you get an me. anime shirt. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if it's not Thundercats, I'm not into it. Number three, wh ho. <laughs> what are the names of the three fairies in Sleeping Beauty? Oh, oh that's a cute question. I like that one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Lizzie does too. <laughs> Uh, oh shit is what Spock has left us here in the pod this God week. God help us. Someone send us some air freshener, please, oh God. Because like Ross tried spraying stuff, it literally made it worse. It really did. It just smelled like Febreze and poop. <laughs> Number four, Lizzie, what is the only Disney song to win the Grammy Award for Song of the Year? Which, I'm sorry, but the Grammys have some janky awards because they have Song of the Year... 
and record of the year, and those are like different. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but who's it's all rigged? Who's even putting out records anymore? I was about to say it's usually like single releases are more popular now, aren't they? I uh, man, I don't even know how the Grammys classify one versus the other. <laughs> it's rigged. Number five, I'll give you a quote. You tell me which movie it's from. We're doing a lot of that today, computer. 5A, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. 5B, the very things that held you down are going to carry you up and up and up. And 5C, when life gets you down, you know what you got to do? Just keep swimming. That was a very inspirational question. It really was. (laughs) Ooh, I love number six. This one's exciting. In The Little Mermaid, King Triton has seven daughters, all of whose names start with A. What are their names? 50 points for each. Okay. Um, I love this question. Why do you love this question? I mean, I know you like Because I literally studied these when I was bored, so I know them. Because in the little intro song, they do a roll call and they know they they say each of their names and they're all different colors. So I liked knowing which one was which color. And then the third Little Mermaid movie is literally just their backstory. Wait, there's a third Little Mermaid movie? Yes, it's a prequel. It's how their mom died. (laughs) Doesn't that make you want to watch it? Disney and dead parents. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Yeah, it's like King Triton banned all music because the mom died Trying to like he listen to him. Footloose, and he was like, "That's a good idea." <laughs> okay, no. I'm gonna murder my wife and then, <laughs> then institute the policy. It is literally just Footloose with music, though. So it's Footloose because Footloose has a lot of music. Yeah, but wasn't that thing is like they banned dancing? They did. Yeah, so they yeah. banned dancing, but like King Triton banned just music. music in general. I see. Yes, I see. What a Grinch, man. Honestly, yeah. Why didn't they overthrow his ass and but be like, like... it shows what he looks like young and his beard is like red. Well, that makes sense because he's it, got it, redheaded daughters, right? Only one of them is redheaded. Oh, do they all have different hair colors? Yes, they're all uniquely different looking. Oh. <laughs> well, that makes sense because the daughter that mattered had red hair. So, yes. of course, the king would have had red hair. What color was the mom's hair did she uh, have rainbow hair no i think hers was red as well a- ariel oh, so sorry, she was blood one of them <laughs> that's like a little bit of a like are all the other daughters adopted right or was she like banging every blue-haired semen that came along and then the <laughs> king was like she's dead yeah the king's like oh i'm being in music that's it so queen athena had red hair okay and and Triton had red hair. Yes. Hang on. Young King Triton. I'm going to get I think great. Athena was banging the emotions from inside out. Oh, okay. So Triton's hair was more like a rusty brown than like red. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah. Still still begs the question of how the daughters had like Sounds like a young adult hair. novel. And he's like. Totally is. Staring into his eyes and looking at his rusty brown hair it's like that's not a hair color (laughs) stop it isn't disney (laughs) lizzie let's find out the answers to round two (laughs) so i got way too much of the little mermaid lore there (laughs) what disney movie received the first ever oscar nomination in the company's entire history i believe it's beauty and the beast beauty and the beast is correct but i will say that snow white received seven honorary oscars one regular sized and then a bunch of little ones for the dwarves. Wait, really? Oh, that's adorable. That's yeah. hilarious. They gave Walt Disney a bunch of Oscars sort of like, like after the fact. Things. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because they were like, we don't have anything for your weird animation projects. And he was like, but it takes longer than your live action things. But I made a thing. <laughs> Number two, I'll name a Disney role. You tell me the celebrity who voiced him. Uh, 2A, Jane from Tarzan. I think this is wrong. Meg Ryan. No. Mini Driver. Oh, look at Mini Driver. <laughs> 2B, Sully from Monsters, Inc. John Goodman. Correct. 2C, David Spade. Oh, <laughs> correct. It is David Spade. That is what I wrote down, though. That is Cusco. Cusco. <laughs> I did write down David Spade, though. Y'all have on a roll. <laughs> 2D, Rapunzel Entangled. Mandy Moore. That's correct. I kind of love that you were so <laughs> concerned that you might say the right answer that you just want to I definitely right built myself up for that. Number three, what are the names of the three fairies in Sleeping Beauty? Flora, Fauna, 
don't remember the last one, so I said on fleek. <laughs> flora, fauna, fleek. That was flora, fauna, and Merryweather. <laughs> I know who gives a fuck about Merryweather. Was Merryweather the stout blue one? I think it was. I think it was. Um, so that <laughs> they, makes They it... gave her a, a name different and then they made her bigger because it was a different time period where you could make that kind of joke. Yes. Number four. Uh, what is the only Disney song to win the Grammy Award for Song of the Year? I'm going to be so annoyed if this is correct. Let It Go? No. I'll it is it. A Whole New World. Oh, thank God. Number five, I'll give you a quote. You tell me which movie it's from. 5A, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Cinderella? That's from Bambi, actually. Oh, I hate that movie. Five, yeah. <laughs> tell us how you really feel. Mother's dying, man. First first, uh, Queen Athena and now Bambi's mom. <laughs> Ted Paris ba- left and right. Bambi's mom was banging every emotion from inside out, though. <laughs> Um, That's why Bambi's siblings were all different colors. I need a fucking eject button right now. I, I want to leave and I choke in space. I went to a convention and there was like a Disney villain meetup for cosplayers. Oh, fun. And I wasn't cosplaying, but like I saw them and then there was a guy and I was really confused as to why he was there. Was he the hunter? He was the hunter who killed Bambi's mom <laughs> and he was just holding a stuffed deer in like a hunting costume. And I was like, bro. <laughs> You are worse than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. I dream about cosplaying Dr. Facilier, though. I love his character so much. That's much better than cosplaying the hunter from Bambi. <laughs> 5B, the very things that held you down are going to carry you up and up and up. Uh, Peter Pan? It's Dumbo oh, on that one. I also hate that movie. 5C. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Lizzie. <laughs> 5C, when life gets you down, you know what you got to do? Just keep swimming. Uh, Finding Nemo. That is Finding Nemo, yep. I do not hate that movie. (laughs) Number six in The Little Mermaid, the king has seven daughters, all of whose names start with A, but only one of whom is his biological daughter. (laughs) What are their names? So, Ariel. Yes. Um... (laughs) I think it's going to get rocky after this. Ariana Grande. <laughs> 50 points. Yes. Apple Paltrow. Yes. Angola, the country. 100% correct. <laughs> the full name, Angola, the country. Adele. Uh, yes, she was one of his daughters. <laughs> Alfie. Alfie, yes. Anna from Frozen. All of those All correct. are correct. Yes. And little known fact, Adele is the daughter who suffered the most when he banned music. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, Not Ariana Grande. <laughs> no, just Adele. Just Adele. Because <laughs> Ariana Grande had Victorious under her belt. This is true. Also, she was banging Pete Davidson this the whole is true. time. <laughs> so in order of oldest to youngest, his daughters go Aquata, Andrina, Arista, Atina, Adela, Alana, and Ariel. Can we talk about how close I was with Adele? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Just put an A on the end of that and you got one. <laughs> All right. So at the end of two rounds, let's find out what Lizzie's score is. Lizzie has a ripe 675 points so far. Right on, right on. Well, it's now time for us to take a little bit of a break, but we'll be back in just a minute. Lizzie, during this break, would you like to uh, either cosplay some Disney villains or go sing some Disney karaoke? Definitely the karaoke. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Bye. You can dance, you can dance, having the time of your life. See that Ross, watch that Jules trivia skate pod. I just love like the slowly going. Ooh, he sounds like he's in pain. I thought he was taking a shit. I I gotta admit, he sounds a little uncertain at first, but he really grows into it. Yeah, he like swells with pride. You can follow Doctor Spin on Twitter at Yingling. That is a kind of an amazing handle, but also Doctor Spin's secret last name: Y I N G L I N G. We are back with more trivia escape pod, as you can tell. 
If you guys like our show, please help us out by leaving us a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or tuning in to TriviaEscapePod.com. Every review matters for little podcasts like ours, so give us a shout. Pretty, 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 please. Lizzie Garcia is with us. Lizzie, now that you have heard Dr. Spin yes. in all of his magnificent <laughs> glory, you're kind of a media critic, so well, give, us, give us your just a rough take on Dr. Spin. Ben's, his whole aesthetic. You know, rough is a good word <laughs> for it. Um, I, I what about would, rugged? I, I would say it's, it's maybe a little. I mean, my favorite part is is the is the like do 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 at the end. That's definitely the highlight. So say we all of the of the entire song. It there's a lot happening. It's, there's a lot going on there. It's it's quite impressive. It is a lot to unpack. But the good news for Dr. Spin is that they're going to do Mamma Mia 3 using only his songs. Wow. God bless. Please. It's going to be We're, real I good. I actually love that. I want Colin Firth and like Lily James and that whole cast just doing this. <laughs> Sounds like something that would end up on Why Am I Watching This? Uh, I will I will tune into that episode. I will join on that episode. I will find where you live and attend this episode. Speaking of why am I watching this, I assume at some point you and Ash will have to sit down and watch Cats. And yeah. our movie round today celebrates the fact that you and Ash will one day have to watch Cats in order to do your podcast. Because our movie round today consists entirely of... Plots that our artificial intelligence has written for new films based on the success of Cats, okay. right? So these are... So not successful. Well, let me let me tell you about this. <laughs> Basically, what has happened is our AI has taken movies from 2019, such as Cats, that grossed over $100 million, so different from Cats in that way, and it has then replaced one word or part of a word in the title with a cat pun and then has written a new plot based on that title. So we're going to read you the plot. You have to tell us the cat pun influenced title of that film. Okay. Number one, a teenage explorer leads her friends on an adventure to save her parents and solve the mystery behind a gilded feline. Number two. A charismatic New York City jeweler, always on the lookout for the next big score, makes a series of high-stakes bets that he is not a feline. Oh, that he physically is not a feline. Yeah. I was like, he's not a feline, this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's weird so for the AI to write. taking the AI's puns and making terrible puns off of them. Oh, oh God. Julia. I've gone too deep. Someone help me. <laughs> going down a rabbit hole I, you know what i suspect the ai didn't write these i feel like spock must have written these yeah i think some of his hair gets clogged in the ai that it probably just influences it very possibly number three joe tells the beloved story of the four march sisters each determined to poop wherever she runs which as we were discussing before uh with jk rowling's shit apparating tweet Number four, the Crawleys, wealthy owners of a large estate in the English countryside in the early 20th century, find a new mouser. I, I am a big fan of these puns, but man, I try to get into cats. I try to, but like my dog person brain just overrides it. That's why? That was the problem with the movie Cats for you? No, I just mean the oh. species. <laughs> Not the movie. I think she's specifically talking about our podcast, Spock. I just oh, okay. meant cats okay. as an animal as okay. a whole. I mean, based on his behavior over 20-some podcasts, I understand why you might be like, yes, Lizzie, cats you look, are awful. You looked almost offended. <laughs> so good. You're like, that's your issue? <laughs> Number five, an unemployed family ingratiates themselves in the lives of the wealthy and glamorous parks, which makes a pleasant sound. Number six, oh, this, this is a double pun, so this is really bad. <laughs> a lawman with a healthy coat and an outlaw who walks on all fours form an unlikely alliance when a genetically cybergenetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity you can't forget the cyber it's, it, yeah well i mean it's not mere genetic enhancement it's cyber genetic 
don't even know what this is. I'm sure I would if it wasn't cat-related. I am sort of suspecting that the original movie is fodder for the Why Am I Watching This podcast. (laughs) Number seven. After killing a member of the International Assassin's Guild... And with a fourteen dollar, fourteen with a fourteen dollar, with a fourteen million dollar price tag on his head, a hitman bathes himself. I'm going to repeat that since I messed it up. After killing a member of the International Assassins Guild and with a fourteen million dollar price tag on his head, a hitman bathes himself. It'd be kind of awesome if uh, assassins were like fourteen dollars. I'll take that contract. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, all I need. That's me right now in my life. <laughs> Just give me fifteen bucks. Like, yeah, I'll murder someone. I'm a grad student, man. I need money. Speaking of, uh, if you guys want to sponsor murder, us, yeah. if if anybody wants to throw us an advertisement in our podcast, uh, we won't say no. Number eight, Peter Perker takes a trip to Italy, where his balls are cut off. I don't even think that's technically like anatomically correct, but we'll take it, AI. We'll Is take it, it. Italy? I thought they go to England in that movie. They go everywhere. Oh, fair enough. Well, you know what the movie it is, at least. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm trying to figure out the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. After Palpatine mysteriously returns, the Resistance faces the First Order once more, and all of the Jedi have long fur on their faces. Number 10, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven leave Arendelle to get a tasty fish. Mm, fishy. So that is our movie round in which Spock and our AI have conspired to celebrate the movie Cats by making cat puns out of the titles of a bunch of movies released in 2019, all of which grossed at least $100 million worldwide. Lizzie, are you ready to take a stab at some of these bad boys? All right, I'm going to try. So now that I have relearned that all these movies grossed over $100,000, that's kind of surprising some of them. Million? Uh, over $14. <laughs> over $14? <laughs> all grossed over $14. <laughs> what is wrong with that? I was like, 100000 is pennies <laughs> to movies. <laughs> Still more money than I'll ever see in my life. How much? But, uh, yeah, How much? 100 million. Uh, yeah. It's a hundred million, right? Yes. Okay. It is. What is wrong with me reading numbers? How much today? could one banana be, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> There's money in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, a teenage explorer leads her friends on an adventure to save her parents and solve the mystery of behind a gilded feline. Dora the Explorer, like purrer, like explorer. <laughs> You're right that it's Dora, but it's Dora and the Lost Kitty of Gold, which I am surprised that that movie did so well. I think this was a worldwide box office, and Uh. I I think that movie was just huge in Belgium. (laughs) Number two, a charismatic New York City jeweler always on the lookout for the next big score makes a series of high stakes bets that he is not a feline. Uncat Jim. Uncat Jim's is correct. Number three, Joe tells the beloved story of the four March sisters, each determined to poop wherever she wants. Little poop. <laughs> litter, litter women. That makes more sense. <laughs> Little poop. You know what? I stand by mine. (laughs) Number four, the Crawleys, wealthy owners of a large estate in the English countryside in the early 20th century, find a new mouser. Is this Downton Tabby? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. I couldn't remember. I'd never seen Downton Abbey. Me neither. But it was such a presentable pun. So I put cat in the fancy hat at first, but then I figured it out. (laughs) Number five, an unemployed family ingratiates themselves in the lives of the wealthy and glamorous parks, which makes a pleasant sound. Parasite. Yes. Another 50 points right there. Number six, a lawman with a healthy coat and an outlaw who walks on all fours form an unlikely alliance when a cybergenetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity terminator i like that better like terminator Uh, this is the the fast and furious presents hobbs and paw oh my gosh i didn't see hobbs and shaw (laughs) okay 
That makes sense as to why I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you feel bad about yourself for not saying no, Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, I there's no not. reason you should. Okay. I'm sorry, but like when I hear that plot, no part of me thinks there's driving involved. I didn't know that there was cybernetics in Fast and Furious. I didn't know that it was a Fast and Furious movie. When are they going to space? Oh, oh probably the next one. They have Please to. let them. That'd be awesome. Number seven, after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild and with a $14 price tag on his head, a hitman <laughs> bathes himself. Uh, can I request to uh, let me live? <laughs> um, I don't know the answer, so I just said cat bath. Oh, unfortunately not it. This is John Lick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> it was the $14 versus $14 million right. price tag. Right. I think, I think we deep you out. Yeah, yeah, just blame me. Uh, <laughs> number eight, Peter Perker takes a trip to Italy where his balls are cut off. Spider-Man far from the vet? <laughs> Spider-Man far from home. Okay. You have a cat named Spider-Man. I do. I have Spider-Man the cat. Um. <laughs> It's a girl, though, in my defense. So then this, this like, neutered. Yeah, this gender swap works in the same direction. It it does. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) See, we we thought that ahead. It's fine. Number nine, and I feel like this movie's going to give Lizzie a chance to blow off some steam. Number nine, after Palpatine mysteriously returns, the Resistance faces the First Order once more, and all of the Jedi have long fur on their faces. I, I don't know what this is. I put Rise of the Man Coon. <laughs> this was Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywhisker. Skywhisker. Oh, but that's that's not fur. You should you take that up with Spock. What is what is a whisker made of? A whisker is. It's a hair of some sort. It's not it? a hair though. It's not. Well, what is it? No, it's like nerve ending, so they can feel their passage. What? Because their hair doesn't have nerves. It's the same as like skin to them. That's why you should never cut whiskers is because that's how they determine if they can get through. Yeah, I always knew that their whiskers would grow to the width of their body. Is that the secret of how cats are liquid? Yeah. Pretty much. The whiskers. Yeah, Yeah, that's not hair. (laughs) Oops. I want my points. (laughs) Okay, you get points. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you have fact-checked us like you fact-checked one of the movies on your podcast. It's all I'm good at is fact-checking garbage. (laughs) Can I fact-check real life? Not well. (laughs) Number 10, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven leave Arendelle to get a tasty fish. Uh, Frozen to treat. Oh, so close. Frozen tuna. What? Tuna. Tuna. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Oh, God, that was bad. Jeez. Let's find out how Lizzie did in our Cats movie round. Lizzie now has 900 points. Woo. I'll take it. And that, Lizzie, that, for that round, that was pretty good. <laughs> Lizzie, we've got one more question for you, but it's a top 10 question, and each correct answer that you give us is going to earn you 100 points. If we can hit 1,000 points, we will be catapulted into a new quadrant of space. According to the Wikipedia page for best-selling video games of all time, what are the 10 best-selling video games of all time? Ha ha ha. And of course, there is no more reliable source for information on this planet than Wikipedia. It's all the sourcing (laughs) anyone could ever want to do. I'm looking up whiskers on Wikipedia right now, and it just says fur on a cat's face. So, you know. (laughs) For this, I'm assuming we're... It's not franchises. It is single video games, right? It is single video games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jules, what are you playing right now? I have been playing. It's safe to say because it's not on this list. I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, and uh, I love it because it's just pure trash, pure anime weeb trash. But no, it actually is like a very good game. So basically, you're a most Fire Emblem games. You're like an army tactician, but in this one, you're actually the professor. And then you choose which of the three schoolhouses you want to be the professor of. So then you like bond with all the students and each student is like a vastly different character with like great character design and development and stuff like that. Um, So you form relationships with them and you can watch them form relationships with each other. Um, But then there is fighting because you're also training them to be soldiers. And then there's like a time jump to a five years later where all the students are grown up and then they are your army. Huh. And it's fantastic. And I love every character in it. It th- The design is just so good. It's so good. 
That sounds more interesting than what I've been playing. Which is? Out of the Park Baseball 20. How long have you been playing that? I feel like you've been playing that forever. Well, I played Out of the Park 19 for a while. (laughs) And now I've moved on to 20. So I am currently... Big steps for you. I'm currently trying to get out of the year 1987 without getting fired. And I cannot seem to do it. Is it a chronological thing? It's It's got all the historical stats, and I am trying to take the 1987 Atlanta Braves to a modicum of respectability. <laughs> and I managed to draft well, and then I still get fired. Boo! Yeah, which, you know, I Is feel this like... Is like supposed to be hard? I kind of thought sports games on solo player mode was just supposed to be like mindless oh i'm about to boggle your mind with how nerdy i am there's you don't actually i don't actually play any baseball games Mm -hmm. that i can see it's all simulated numbers and so i am like so there's no actually playing the game of baseball. i'm doing the financial transactions like signing players trading players uh managing the micro minor leagues why is this fun uh it is fascinating to a nerd like me i have no hand-eye coordination and so i am like (laughs) i'm great at games where it's like hey uh let's negotiate a contract (laughs) normally but i can't get out of 1987 with the freaking atlanta braves my owner wants us to play 500 baseball and the team loses a lot of games but i don't manage them but occasionally i fire the manager and i still get fired at the end of the year boo yeah i didn't know games like that really existed there's a game for everything there really is i guess yeah I'm I'm also playing this other new game where you are a piece of meat and you are just trying to like navigate between the rib and loin of the steer. <laughs> Hanger steak simulator 2018. Hanger steak simulator. I thought you were going to tell me super meat boy. And I was like, that's a really hard game. That is a really hard game. I actually did try to play that game, but I was not good at it. I love it. watching people play that game. I get so stressed out if I try playing that game, and especially if someone is watching me play that game. Well, makers of Super Meat Boy, if you need to extend the franchise, we've got an idea for you. <laughs> I mean... I mean, they also made Icarus. Is it is it Icarus of like the baby in the basement trying to get out? I, that's a different Icarus myth than I I've heard. Kid Icarus. I was like on Nintendo. No, not Kid Icarus. <laughs> um, so wait, are you? Do you play the baby? Maybe it's not Icarus, but like Super Meat Boy, BBK. That sounds really bad to type. What is this game called? Never mind. If anybody remembers the name of this game, please help me. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to play any game where there's a playable baby in a basement. Yeah, it's like the mom is crazy, so you escape through the basement. But it's like wicked hard, and the deeper you go in the basement, the more, the more demons there are, or something. It's basically like an, a descent into hell. Are you sure this isn't one of the Annabelle movies that no, you watched and then dreamed from, was a video game? I thought it was from the same makers as Super Meat Boy, Dante's Inferno. No. <laughs> It's a video game. Uh, Starcraft? <laughs> what is this game? Doom? <laughs> you go to hell in Doom? This is going to torture you, isn't it? Yes. Did, just have you Googled baby in a basement? Don't Google that. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going to happen, but just don't. I Googled escaping basement as a baby. <laughs> escaping basement as a baby. Why don't you just... Google Icarus game. I did, but it brought up Kid Icarus. Icarus indie game. Oh, oh, oh! Like wait, I game. know, I know the name of this. I know the name of this game. I know it. It's um, Furry Vengeance. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're actually the worst. It sounds like an indie horror game. It is. It, I really thought it was from the same producers as Super Meat Boy. Just do Icarus horror game. I don't think it's called Icarus, though, because it's not coming up. Well, listeners, I think you're going to have to help Julia yeah. out. She is desperate at this point. Actually, please help me. <laughs> In the meantime, Lizzie, you've been working on a list of 10 mm-hmm. games. We have got the best-selling video games of all time, according to Wikipedia. And though we are only going to allow you 10 answers because there are some things on the list I found it. that may be a little bit alike, uh, we're going to take 13 answers. Wait, you found it? It's called The Binding of Isaac. The, not Icarus. <laughs> the Binding of Isaac. Yes. It's called The Binding of Isaac. Oh my God, I feel so Wait, stupid right I now. Knew, I know that game. Yeah. It's not Icarus. Thank you, it's Isaac. 
That's not the same. It was an I name. <laughs> what? what a, okay, but if I go to a Starbucks, somebody's probably going to have a name for Isaac. They're not going to be like, hi, I got a grande frappuccino for Icarus. I don't know. I've been to some Starbucks <laughs> where like, that seems really reasonable. My favorite thing at a Starbucks was, um. so Rebecca Knight, who's been on a previous episode with us, she, um, she was like, uh, hey, can I get a name? And she said, yeah, it's Rebecca, but with a K. So they actually wrote Quebecca. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we can go over the answers now. I'm satisfied. I have so many Call of Duties on here. All right. So <laughs> Call of Duty never appears on the top 10 list. Well, then I'm screwed. Okay. <laughs> Really? Yeah, really. It does not. Do you want time to think of some more that aren't on, Call of Duty? On top 10 best-selling games of all time? Of all time. And this is across all platforms. I feel like all of mine are wrong. All right. Well, let's hear what you got. You got. You had some Call of Duties. Those are not on the list. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, not there. Not there. Skyrim? Skyrim yes. is the number 12 game, so we did take that. Call of Duty Black Ops, not there. Uh, Spider-Man PlayStation 4 sold 20 million copies. It is not on the list. Okay. The, uh, the the lowest selling game on our list has sold 30 million, 30 million. copies. Okay. The top seller has sold 180 million copies. I think all of mine are wrong. Uh, Kingdom Hearts? Nope. No, because it's just PlayStation. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Yes. That is correct. Super Mario Brothers is number six on the list, having sold $48.2 million. Uh, or, sorry, copies. It sold $14, 48.2 million copies. Uh, but New Super Mario Brothers is uh, number 11 on the list with 30.2 million copies, each of which cost $14. And so that's why we went ahead and took 13 possible answers. So It's a, it's a steal at $14. It is, Let isn't it? Let me tell you. Um, I'm going to say uh, Super Smash or Smash. Brother, the Smash game. I don't think Smash, Smash is, is not on, on there. Here. It is not. Okay. Yeah. Surprisingly, but no. Okay. Because uh, I feel like, I, but are we counting franchise? See, that's what conf- confused me because I counted specific games, but Speci- franchises are kind yeah, of. Yeah, no, it, it well, really there are, does. There are no games from the games. Smash franchise yeah. on here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm just going to think off the cuff because mine are going to be all wrong. Go for it. Um, I I need something that crosses all platforms. I'm gonna say Final Fantasy VII. Nope, no none Final Fantasy. None of the Final Fantasy games okay. are on here. They're on multiple platforms. What the hell? Fun uh, fan following, but uh, not one of the top selling. Okay. Uh, uh, Mario Kart. Yes. Mario Kart Wii is number nine on the list with thirty-seven point five million units. Okay. Um. I don't know if a mad a Madden, Mm-mm. no no no. No, Madden. I think because they do a new one every, new one every year, year, it's they hard probably. to sell. Yeah. It's it's hard with sports games because they make so much money, but mm-hmm. they don't necessarily sell a lot of copies. Right. Um. Okay. Still thinking off the cuff. Uh, I've kind of ruined myself now. Um. If it's consolation, you still hit the one thousand we need. To this travel is true. Through space. This is true. So I can just say things that I enjoy. Yes. Um, which here are some games I recommend. They might not be on this list. You should play Bioshock. Not on there, but good game. Such a good game. Right. Um, you should play the newest God of War. Also not on there, but also a good game. Good game. Um, you should play uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, <laughs> which I just put more time into, so I now have 110 hours in. That's a godly amount of time um i'm gonna oh fa- is fallout 3 on there nope it's not it should be because that's one of the best games ever made mm-hmm. it's really fallout 3. what the what the fuck is this list um do you want to keep guessing or are you ready to go over it <laughs> we can go over it i'm not gonna guess anymore all right going from the bottom up and we did take the top 13 technically number 13 is diablo 3 that makes sense 12 is elder scrolls skyrim okay 11 is New Super Mario Bros. Number 10 is Wii Sports Resort. Oh, my God. It came included. Not the resort one. Oh, okay. The resort one was extra. Number nine was Mario Kart Wii. Number eight is Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus. <laughs> when everybody tried to be healthy by playing the Wii. 
<laughs> for all the real gamers out there. Yeah, we actually, fit plus. 13 million of those units were sold to retirement homes. I was about to say, a lot of Wii is actually, the reason, fun fact, the reason Just Dance still comes out on Wii mm-hmm. is because it's used at uh, uh, physical therapy centers. Yeah. I think I learned that from The Simpsons, actually. <laughs> Not going to lie, because Lisa bought their retirement home a Wii, and they were all loving it. Number seven is Pokemon Red, Green, Blue, and Yellow, so like the first generation of the Pokemon games. Number six is Super Mario Bros., Five is a player unknown's battleground. So PUBG I have that on here, and I didn't say it. Well, if you have it written, then it still counts. I do. I do. PUBG battle. You good? Okay. That's the next one for you. Number four, Wii Sports. That is the one that came with the okay. Wii. So technically, it did sell as a game. Number three, Grand Theft Auto. Number two is Tetris. Okay. And number one is with 180 million copies, Minecraft. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm not a child, so I wouldn't know that. That's one of my favorite games. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ross looks so hurt right now. And as I said, I'm not a child. So I would... <laughs> That's legit. I'll take that. <laughs> Julia, what is our artificial intelligence telling you that Lizzie's final score is? After coughing up some cat hair, the AI says you have 1,400 points for the evening. As always, all of our questions were provided by that AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at ashamed, gmail.com. Or if you're ashamed at how long it took me to get the name of Binding of Isaac. <laughs> um, <laughs> Binding of Isaac. That's how every orgy starts. Uh, no. Oh, no. Poor Isaac. <laughs> Isaac and the hanger steak. You can give us a shout on Twitter at Trivia Escape Pod. Please let us know what's happening on Earth, because what's happening up here is just horrible at all times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. We're devolving this, the longer we stay up here. This is the gross one. If you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we'd love to hear from you. So email us at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com. We're always particularly happy to have top 10 questions. You can also send us one question that's not a trivia question, a question where you ask anything and everything of one of our guests as well as both of our hosts. And this week, our Ask One Question round comes from a guest. Oh, she was our guest way back in episode five, and I think we just talked about her earlier on this episode. It's a Quebecca. Yeah, Quebecca. Rebecca Knight at A Night Tale on Twitter asks, if you could be any candle scent, what would you be? Lizzie? Um, my favorite, well, I'm prone to migraine, so I don't like strong scent, so I'm going to say clean laundry, because that is my favorite candle scent. I understand that's really boring, but it also doesn't give me a migraine, so that's one for the win. So let alone if it's your favorite scent, is it the scent that you would be? Yes. Okay. I like it. Done deal. I want to be something that doesn't give people migraines. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ross, what about you? If I could be any one scent, I would be the scent that covers up the smell on this <laughs> oh pod right now. What was the scent of the air spray that you sprayed? Because I, it did not work. It did not. And I will I will find out for you. It was after probably just you, additional poop. I think it was. Uh, but you got to answer this question while I go and While you go look for it, sure. Um I am always very partial to vanilla or pine scent, so I'd feel like I'd be like a vanilla woodsy type scent. Ooh, it's quite quite romantic. Or maybe I'd just be like straight up sweet, like creme brulee or something like that. I feel like I, I feel vanilla like vanilla like, woods is like I don't know. That sounds like another place from like a young adult novel. Vanilla woods? No, that sounds like a Mario level. <laughs> it's one of the racetracks. Yes. Well, I am ready to give uh, a negative endorsement. This is a fragrance you should never buy. It is Airwick's Snuggle White Lavender. It does have the cute snuggle bear on the can. That bear freaks me out. Oh, I, I, like, lo- I, I love like that, that bear. bear. I just imagine that bear murdering somebody. My point um, exactly why it's creepy. I, it would. That's hilarious to it me. It doesn't blink. It doesn't, right. <laughs> but yeah, so White Lavender. Do teddy bears have eyelids? They should. I feel like when they move and talk, they should. Did Teddy Roosevelt give them eyelids when he dubbed them Teddy Bear? He didn't dub them Teddy Bear. Oh, wait. Teddy Roosevelt did not have any eyelids. That is actually a historical fact. That's what glasses are for. That's why they don't have eyelids, because Teddy didn't. Yeah, his glasses 
protected his eyes from all sorts of schmutz. Right. Except like that his eyelids did not. Right. Well, Lizzie, we know that we need to get you back into your pod, but tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up before we let you go. Uh, so I imagine by the time this is out, uh, our next episode on why am I watching this will be out, which will be <laughs> Netflix's Death Note. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> that thing looked atrocious. Um, otherwise, uh, in March, I will be in Austin, Texas, covering South by Southwest uh, for press credentials. So that'll be fun. Um, doing a lot of movie TV reviews coming up. Always doing comic stuff. Um, literally always writing. I'm never not writing. Please give me coffee. <laughs> And our listeners can find you where on Twitter and where on the web. Sure. I am on Twitter at Lizzie Lynn Garcia. Lizzie is spelled with a Y because I didn't want to be Lizzie so McGuire. So Yizzy Lynn Garcia. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then... Go Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find all my writing at butwhythoughpodcast.com as well as things other people have written that I have probably edited. So... Yeah, all of that is on there. Good deal. Right on. You can catch me at the AWP conference in San Antonio in early March of 2020. Come on by the Bull City Press table in the giant AWP book fair if you're one of the 20,000 writers who is descending upon the city. You can also catch me and Julia every Tuesday night at Linda's Bar and Grill, the Down Bar, for a little bit of live trivia at 8 p.m. Great prizes, awesome beer, the best staff on the planet so come on by and uh you can always catch me at either sunflower tarot reading at gmail.com or if you want to call or text for a tarot reading you can call 919-335-6084 uh ready and willing to read cards for you Lizzie, thanks so much for being here. We thanks. love having repeat guests. We've loved having you today we're sorry about the terrible state that our pod is in it's all right I like I I I live in the chaos. It's a good time. <laughs> we'll give Spider-Man a scratch under the chin for us. I shall. All right. Uh, I think that's all we've got. So we'll send you back through your pod, girl. Bye. Bye. Uh oh, I've got a little airlock malfunction. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Now, oh, bye. Bye. <laughs> Wait, she, she, are you still on the pod? We hear her. Did always. you try to stow away? All right, look. We always hear her. Well, no, she's just hiding in a corner. Like we wouldn't, <laughs> Lizzie. All right, Lizzie. She doesn't want to leave. Hold on. Okay, I'll leave now. I'm sorry. No, why? Sorry. Why are you trying to stay on this pod? Um, Do you love the smell of cat <laughs> I I just I missed seeing Spock and I just wanted to say hi. That's all, okay? Please take him. Take him with <laughs> Oh my god. We would <laughs> we would love it if you would take that cat. <laughs> all right. Well, now she has headed back through her airlock. Yeah, okay, good. Hopefully, hopefully we didn't cut off any body parts as she tried to get back onto our pod. It was very sweet that she tried to stow away though. I would I would personally I would love it if Lizzie just lived on the pod with us. I would too, but like the correlation between her wanting to stay and the smell of Spock the litter box is uh disturbing to me. Fair enough. Well, you know, speaking of uh, of disturbing, I'm looking at the oxygen sensor and we're just about out of oxygen for the week. So we might as well head back into our stasis pads. All right. Uh, oh, did we clean up the itching powder yet? Oh, no. Shit. Well, another week of itching. Uh, I guess so. Bye, guys. Da-ding, da-ding, da-ding.